The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Interesting people, relatable stories, relevant, topical. This is 630 Chad Afternoons with Jaylen Nye. Thanks for joining us on this uh, Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday, September 11th. Of course, uh, a day that will uh, live on in uh, in our memories for years and years to come for how the world changed that day and uh, how it is still changing. On the show today, we'll take a look back at uh, September 11th. Um, the events of that day and and what you remember. So looking forward to that conversation. Also have a, a couple of conversations with some people who were there in New York on that day. Of course, uh, today, um, well, walk a mile in her shoes. Uh, just happened at lunchtime down at the uh, the federal uh, building, the plaza, uh, just down at the Alberta Legislature. Big thank you to everybody who uh, helped us celebrate uh, the 10th year of this event, raising over $1 million for the YWCA of Edmonton and uh, its programs there. Ryan Jesperson, my colleague, and I are thrilled to emcee that again. And as we woke up this morning, we woke up this morning to this. In every election, as Canadians, we get to make an important choice about the future of our country. And that was the Prime Minister who uh, made a visit to Rideau Hall this morning to launch the 2019 federal election. Of course, you know that voting day is set for October 21st. Interesting, he announced the day, uh, the voting day, only in French. Uh, and I know that was uh, 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 being some people's bonnets today, but you know as well as I do that the informal campaign has been well underway for months. Uh, the party leaders have been crisscrossing the country. Uh, the, the liberals have been making uh, spending announcements out the wazoo. But today marks the formal start of, uh, of the period of the, uh, of the election campaign. And uh, we're off to the races. So when you take a look back, the liberals emerged from that uh, 2015 campaign with 184 seats and uh, 39.5% of the popular vote. The Conservatives, who finished with 99 seats, um, wound up with 31.9% of the vote. We know that this election is going to be much different for the Liberals. The Liberals started out in a third-place polling in uh, in 2015 and came on strong, as you know, formed the government. They'll now be defending their own record and searching for ways to recapture the energy that uh, vaulted uh, Trudeau to uh, a majority. Is it possible? Is it possible right now, given... Um, what some are saying, um, his uh, failure to keep his promises, um, the SNC Lavalin affair, of course, uh, the news today as well uh, about um, the, the news today about um, uh, about the uh, the investigation. Sorry, the investigation rather into uh, SNC and what is going on there. Um, it has been testy to say the least um so we'll see it's the 43rd uh, canada's 43rd general election want to know this afternoon what it is for you i think a lot of people i think a lot of politicos um people who follow politics quite a bit um 
thought or think that the SNC-Lavalin affair um, was going to sway decisions and starting to see that uh, maybe that's not the case. Some of the biggest issues, according to pollsters right now, healthcare, number one, number two, affordability, number three, taxes, uh, number four, social inequality, and number five, climate climate change. So what is it for you? And will SNC Lavalin, would that, uh, what happened there, is that, uh, has that swayed your decision? Um, pleased to be joined this afternoon by Global News Chief Political Correspondent David Aiken joining me from Winnipeg this afternoon. Hi, David. Hey, Jaylin. Yes, in Winnipeg, because I was just covering the Manitoba provincial election. I can't get enough elections. So I was here. They just finished theirs up yesterday. And now I'm now we're off to the federal election. So hooray for that. I love it. Uh, now off to the federal election. And, and, and just uh, curious with that, the Manitoba le- election last night, Premier uh, Brian Pallister and his progressive conservatives uh, scored a second consecutive majority government. Was that a was that a surprise in any way? No, no, it wasn't. And it was a pretty solid win. He he set a record, actually, Pallister did in 2016. Biggest majority ever in Manitoba. Came close last night. 50% of the popular vote and about, uh, you know, only two two or three seats shy of the record he set in 2016. So, and of course, Pallister is part of the quote-unquote resistance, you know, mm-hmm. that McLean's cover, mm-hmm. with Premier Kenny, Premier Moe of Saskatchewan, and Premier Ford of Ontario. So, Pallister's definitely got the mandate now to, you know, tell Justin Trudeau, uh, no go here in Manitoba. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when you, let's let's start this morning with uh, Justin Trudeau outside of Government House coming out to uh, speak after dropping the writ today. Got pounded pretty quickly right out of the gates. Um, your thoughts on, on that initial uh, presentation to Canadians and, um, you know, him trying to, to say, okay, you need to follow us, this is us. It didn't, uh, it seemed the wind came mm-hmm. out of the sails pretty quickly. I'm not sure. Two things about that. First of all, there's the prepared, the opening campaign statement. And what do we hear from Trudeau? He's out there to set the ballot box question that he thinks is going to carry him to victory. And, and newsflash, he thinks it's the same question as it was in 2015. Harper or Trudeau? In fact, he mentioned Stephen Harper by name twice in the speech. Didn't name anybody else. He wants Canadians to go, scary Stephen Harper, yeah. shears just like Stephen mm-hmm. Harper, or Trudeau. That's the ballot box question. And you know what? If I'm a liberal, that's knock yourself out. That will probably play well in downtown Toronto, downtown Vancouver, downtown Montreal. And he's, I mean, let's face it, the liberals are pretty much written off Alberta. I know Randy Boston is going to do his darndest in Edmonton Centre, but nonetheless. Um, Then there was questions from reporters. And English language reporters were going hard at him over the latest SNC affair, which is essentially that he or his office uh, said no to the RCMP when they came asking for some documents. So there's, is there anything, it's serious. It's a very serious issue. But you know what? We've had polls since he was found to actually have broken the law by the ethics commissioner in this, and they didn't move a dime. 
people made their mind up on Trudeau and SNC-Lavalin last spring. Mm -hmm. There's no votes here. Mm -hmm. And here's something else that we need to remember. In Quebec, Trudeau gets pats on the back for breaking the law because he's seen to be standing up for a Quebec company. So it's all good for him to be talking about SNC-Lavalin for his Quebec support, and it doesn't seem to influence the English support. Interestingly, the French language reporters, what did they want to know about Trudeau? They wanted to ask about a new law in Quebec. It's yeah. called Bill 21. And this is a law that says, hey, if you're a teacher, you can't wear you know, a turban. There's a guy running for the NDP. He's got a turban. <laughs> you know, Jugmeet Singh. He would not be allowed to teach in Quebec. And so Trudeau was asked about Bill 21 and was pretty noncommittal. And I think there's something maybe to attack Trudeau on this front. You've seen Trudeau run around the country saying, by God, I'll defend a woman's right to choose if she wants an abortion. Well, Prime Minister, how about defending a woman's right to choose whatever she wants to work? where to work. Uh, he's not really going to go there because it might upset Quebec voters. So, as you say, he set out his ballot box question. The SNC-Lavalin thing, I, I, you know, we should talk about it. The media should bring it up. Uh, it's an important issue, but if you're campaigning against him, Remember Stephen Harper in 2005? Harper had the whole sponsorship scandal yeah. ahead of him. He could have used that bat every day, and he never touched it. He yeah. never touched it because he got out and said, Hi, Canada, I'm selling this program. So what about then, what about Andrew Scheer? I mean, Andrew Scheer coming out, this, you know, conservative leader saying the liberal leader has lost moral authority mm -hmm. to govern because of the scandal, accusing him of being a liar. Used the word liar numerous times uh, this he used morning. Used the word liar. Yeah, used the word liar. Um, and, and... Right, so... So, yeah, so a real wasted opportunity for Sheer. As I said, what you have the attention of Canada right now. This is when attention is highest in a campaign, right at the beginning. And, and what do we hear? Yeah, I know about SNC-Lavalin. I know the guy's a rat. If that's the case, you're trying to make, right? Those voters, Sheer's got those voters. Now tell the persuadable voters what you're about. And again, I go back to Harper in 05. Yeah. He spent the first week of that campaign, didn't mention sponsorship one bit, said, I'm lowering the G. I'm going to have an accountability act in Parliament. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And Scheer did get to that later in the afternoon. His his campaign is going to be about affordability and lowering the cost of living. You know, I think there's a lot of he can he can win some voters with that. But he's got to stick to it. It's it's this is it's a 40 day campaign. You don't have time to waste. And what are we going to see Scheer standing in front of an airplane today calling the Prime Minister a liar? Mm -hmm. It's not going to win your persuadable voters. Mm -hmm. You got to be focused. Set the ballot question. Stick to your guns. Let us in the media or, or elsewhere beat the Prime Minister up for being a liar. Well, there's lots of people do that. <laughs> Sheer, your job is to sell yourself to Canadians as a Prime Minister. Uh, let's take a look at this other um, interesting storyline that has certainly developed uh, over the last little bit. The, the NDP Green Party thing. Uh, the NDP possibly falling mm -hmm. out of the uh, third place. Uh, they don't have uh, what candidates, I think, in a third of the writing that the Green Party is, 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 is gaining ground, you know, certainly taking a, a big look at uh, both coasts. What, what do you what do you what do you see happening there uh, in this campaign? This, this is the the worst the NDP's ever been in terms of preparation on the drop of a uh, general election. And I'm t I'm talking to actual New Democrats who've been involved in campaigns going back to the uh, the early 90s. This is they just can't believe it. Uh, party doesn't have very much money. Uh, the, the the party's not very well organized. They don't have candidates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No one's really clear on a lot of which way they're going. And uh, you know we'll see what happens with the NDP. You know they're looking to hold what they have. They won 40 seats last time around if they get 20 you know they will consider it a good day but there's a bigger issue here because 
you know, Democrats tend to peel when they're strong, tend to peel away liberal uh, voters. Mm. And as they peel away those liberal voters, they take away liberal seats, and that helps conservatives. Conservatives need a strong NDP. And if you ask me, Jalen, uh, Trudeau is weakest on his progressive or left flank. Yes. I mean, think about it. If you're a progressive voter, Trudeau is still got Harper's climate change targets. Trudeau bought a pipeline. He broke his promise on electoral reform. Like I say, if you're Linda Duncan in Edmonton Strathcona or the NDP in Edmonton Strathcona, this is like you can beat Trudeau up for this. But though Edmonton Strathcona, I think, might just stay NDP in Quebec. Oh, gosh, mm. the NDP are going to lose a pile of seats. They're just having a, a world of trouble right now. And traditionally, the incumbents have uh, have the upper hand uh, going into election. We've seen the polling numbers uh, suggesting that uh, Sheer and Trudeau are pretty much a neck and neck. Uh, it's a short campaign. Uh, we know that uh, Trudeau... Do you want to hear a neat stat on that? I would that love to hear that. One? This, Twice, Okay, right? this is my favorite one, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, so, yeah, so listen. So, yes, a, a first-term majority government has only twice ever lost the government, yes. okay? Uh, and that was in 1878 and 1935. And the people who won those elections, knocking out the first-term government, yep. well, one guy was named Sir John A. MacDonald. <laughs> the other guy was named William Lyon Mackenzie King. Uh. So if Andrew Scheer can do this, we're putting Andrew Scheer up there with Sir John A. and William Lyon Mackenzie King. So oh. I'm just saying the bar's kind of high for Scheer here. You know what, David? I know you're a busy guy today. Who are you uh, following? Are you kind of just overlooking everything? Are you going to be uh, traveling around with one of the leaders? Uh I'm going to be on the road. I mean, that's what I love about elections, yeah. getting around the country, meeting Canadians, talking about politics. So, you know, next week, I think I'm going to go on the road with Sheer, going to go watch that campaign. I'm going to be out for, a, you know, a week with the Liberals, a week with the New Democrats. And because Elizabeth May and the Greens, we've got to take them a little more yeah. seriously. I'm going to go spend a road, on, uh, spend a week on the road with Elizabeth and uh, see what she's all about. And uh, and then, yeah, and then, as I say, get around the country. So uh, right now in Winnipeg, uh, weather, we're getting your, the weather you had two days ago, as it always happens. Um, Boy, Elizabeth May this morning fired up. I mean, listening to her, she was just, uh, she sounded like she was ready for a party. Yeah, and, and you know what? I watched that, and I said, you know, there's 8 million questions I've got about oh, the yeah. policy she's proposing, uh, and that's fine. we got a campaign to talk about that. But, you know, right off the bat, uh, yeah, some excitement, some energy, and, you know, you need a lot of people to win a campaign. You need volunteers more than anything. You need people across the country, and she's getting people fired up. She's getting Greens fired up. She needs to find more of them. Um, we saw this week, you, know, you probably saw the news, there's some New Brunswick NDPers that are ready to desert the NDP and join the Green Party. And, you know, I think that's that's going to be the case uh, in a lot of places. Southern Vancouver Island right now, that's where Liz May has her seats. She's got two, and I think she could win four, maybe five seats on the south of Vancouver Island, all at the expense of the NDP. All right, we'll have lots of time to talk over the next 40 days. David Aiken, thanks for joining me this afternoon. Appreciate it. Hey, no problem. Cheers. All right, take it easy. Global News uh, Chief Political Correspondent David Aiken reporting uh, this afternoon from Winnipeg, where, uh, again, Manitoba Premier Brian Pallister and his progressive Conservatives scored a second consecutive majority government. Um, they that, that party ran on an agenda con to continue 
continue cutting costs, streamlining health care and reducing taxes. Um, the d- new Democrats in, in, in uh, Manitoba, not successful uh, there. The Liberal leader, uh, Dougal Lamont, won his Winnipeg riding, but the party hung on to just three seats to fall short of maintaining official party status. Uh, Want to know what's on your mind this afternoon as we start this election campaign? As, as this Canada's 43rd general election gets underway. So we'll hear from some of the party leaders coming up, including Elizabeth May, Jagmeet Singh, and of course, uh, Andrew Scheer, uh, Ipsos uh, Public Affairs CEO Daryl Bricker, telling Global News that Canadians have identified five main issues that they want the parties to answer over the next 40 days. Do these resonate with you? Number one is health care. Probably won't play a big role in the campaign. Number two is affordability, which all of the parties are, are talking about right now. Number three relates to taxes, which is really a subset of issue number two. Uh, social inequality is a big issue in the minds of the public, so progressive voters will be very interested in hearing party answers on that. And interestingly enough, given the focus of some of the advertising we looked at, climate change is number five. Health care, affordability, taxes, social inequality, and climate change. And as we, and we were talking with uh, David Aiken, and we were talking about SNC-Lavalin, and about how pretty much most of us, most of you, have uh, made up your mind about it. didn't seem to uh, move the needle much when it came to polling for Trudeau uh, back in the spring when everything went down. So what is it for you um, that is making you think going into uh, this election uh, this afternoon. Let's start this afternoon um, with Colin. Hey, Colin. Oh, hold on a second. We are having. Hi, Colin. There you are. Found you. Yeah. Hi. Hi, guys. So um, the deficit is on your mind. Yeah, for me, it's none of the top five. It's it's the deficit. I mean, I I imagine I'm not the only one in Alberta with a decent amount of debt. And when the bills come in every month, and you see how much you're paying out in interest. So what, Imagine what the government's paying out in interest so what do you, and what we could do with that. What do you want to see from the the party that forms the next government? Um, not just controlled spending and not uh, overspending, because if they balance the budget, that's what they're saying is they're not going to overspend. They have to underspend and start, start paying off their debts. You want uh, the overspending to stop and you want a balanced budget call, and I appreciate your phone call. All right, thank, you. thank you so much. Four nine six zero zero six three this afternoon. Hi, Gary. Hi, David. Hey, what's uh, on your mind? My big thing, of course, is these polls. Mm. Where do they Where do they take the polls? What's the premise of the poll itself? How on earth could the could Trudeau and uh, Sheer be neck and neck? Like, what would anybody base Trudeau's record on? Like, he has followed up every file, not touched personally, but all of his ministers. Well, how could anybody vote for them? That's, well, you know, and that's the thing. It, just, it goes without saying that uh, uh, people, I guess, they're, they're stuck in their ways. They don't look at logic. They don't look at facts. Well, again, I think, you know, in, in this province, um, you know, I think that we know um, that liberal support is, uh, there's there's uh, not a lot of it. You look at uh, BC, there's more Sorry, liberals. did you catch any of that, Jalen? I did. And, and but what I'm saying is that across the country, I know you're thinking that it Hi, must Jaylen. be focused. Hi, can you hear me? Gary, can you hear me? 
All right. Sorry, can you hear me now, Jaylen? Well, I can. Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me, Gary? Sorry. Yes, I can. I apologize. My ear touched my mute button <laughs> on, my, on my cell phone, talking in my head. Anyway, for me, it's the polls. I just, you know, the Trudeau government has loused up every file they've touched. He's got to be the most inept prime minister and government that this country has ever seen. How on earth could anybody rank him, even Stephen, with the Conservatives? and think he deserves another four years. Well, and again, you know, he's going to play off on, you know, lowering, uh, you know, the child poverty numbers, uh, increased employment numbers, not necessarily in Alberta, as we know, but elsewhere across the country. And again, it's just not Alberta where these polls are taken, right? So if you do a snapshot across the country and take a look at, you know, some of the different pockets where the Liberals have support, yeah, and I know you're finding it uh, frustrating, and, and you're not the only one. You should see my text line, Gary. Uh, you're not the only one, but it's going to be interesting. And they're saying right now, yeah, neck and neck at the polls, neck and neck. That is ridiculous, in my opinion. So hopefully, uh, you know, uh, people will actually use their brains when they go to vote and we'll have a change in government. Okay, but yeah, I got to ask before I go, what is your number one issue? My number one if issue is the deficit. And the deficit you know, again, to, okay. And, and that's what he should be hammered on. You know, he had spoke about, oh, we'll have a balanced budget in 2019. Well, the first thing they do, and liberals lie. And I think uh, Shear is right to call him a liar because well, they have you, no intention. Gary, I'm going to suggest that most politicians do a bit of fibbing. Well, but I think that's where they have to be held accountable. Say something that you can actually deliver on. You know, the uh, he's going to change. His, he, humped, he thumped on the desk that uh, we're going to change the way governments are elected. Well, we yeah, and that hasn't happened. Electoral well. reform. Yeah, no, you're right. Gary, Gary, yeah. I got to take a break for the 2.30 news. I appreciate your phone call. So uh, the first two callers this afternoon saying deficit is their number one issue. 4960063. Let's talk about what's on your mind today as day one of, uh, of this general election campaign gets underway in Canada as we head towards that 43rd general election, October 1st.